Hey everyone, welcome back to On Point. This episode I sit down with Royce, my good friend, and we talk about bear hunting, how our seasons went, and kind of how each of our bears went down, and some things that we've learned, some things that we've seen, and uh, just try and share our, our experiences to help you notch your tag if you still hold on to one. It's a great time to have a tag, and uh, there's a lot of bears out right now, a lot of bears getting shot, a lot of bears getting seen, and um, if you're wanting to get into bear hunting, or especially in Oregon, this will be a great episode for you to listen to. So outside of that, uh, looking forward to getting back in the saddle, uploading a lot more now, and uh, have some cool episodes in mind on the way, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. So outside of that, appreciate you guys listening, and I will see you at the end of the episode. Are we up and running here? We are officially recording. All right, guys, we're back. Welcome to the On Point Man, Podcast. You know that you Aerosmith? Can, <laughs> you can tell that I'm not Garrett, because I sound manly. Why don't you just do the intro today? Sure. I got it. Yeah. Yell at my dogs for me, too. Hey, Tilly. Hadley. <laughs> Dexter. All right. Knock it off. I'll do the intro. Here we go. I'll do my best yeah. Garrett impression. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's me, <laughs> Carrot Beaver, back for another episode of the On Point Podcast. Here we bring you ticks and tricks and tactics to be the best mm-hmm. bow hunter you could possibly be. That's strikingly accurate. Thank you. <laughs> Was that pretty good? Uh, I, I could... I think you could have sold it a little bit better, but yeah, I think it was a good start. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I you. expect better next time though. All right. Next time I'll, I'll work on it. <laughs> so, uh, I invited you over because, uh, in our group, uh, locally minus, uh, the bear God, Derek Carlton, uh, we're the only ones that really tagged out in our group, right? So far. So far. There's still 10 days. Ten good nine, days. Nine days. Yeah, and it's supposed to be warm. So yeah, I think a lot of bears are going to. I get think the old most decorated. of the bears are going to die in the next ten days. I think so. But um, so yeah, I wanted to kind of talk about. Or I'm going to turn myself down a little bit. Well, so. what's the the funny part is mm-hmm. that it's pouring rain outside right now. Mm-hmm. We're sitting in here in your uh, climate controlled house, mm-hmm. having a smoothie mm-hmm. and <laughs> talking about bear hunting <laughs> while our poor friends are out looking for bears. <laughs> Hey, it makes none me of them, feel bad a well, little. Well, none of them are actually out currently right. right now. Bears or people. Although I will say that one of our friends called us last night, and I won't use names. No. We'll let him tell the story later. But um, he called me. Apparently, my headphones were still uh, connected to my phone, like my Bluetooth wireless headphones that I use for running. I've been running every weekday, folks. You run? Mm-hmm. Don't look like it's more run. of a yog. I could tell you do cardio at some point because you're, you're small. I'm I'm small. Legs, I, I, dude, arms. I was getting I was a skinny kid with a belly is what was happening. Yeah. It's called the dad bod, and it's in. Is that what it? Is? Well, yeah. I if you don't, I've said this before. If you don't have kids and you have a bod, you're just fat. Yeah, you don't have any excuses. No, but it's still called a dad bod. Is it? Yeah, I'm a dad bod without being a dad. It's still a dad bod. It's a style. I think it's just being lazy. <laughs> yeah. I think that's more the video gamer body, though. You got, like, scrawny little arms. I was playing and Call like of Duty. like a sunken-in chest and a belly that sticks out. I was playing Call of Duty a second ago before you got here. Huh. All right. Yeah. Just getting whooped. Yeah. There's kids somewhere in their Dude, mom's I, house I just, just destroying you. I get dominated by 12-year-old kids Sitting in there playing video games. They're like, Ma, the meatloaf! Yeah. <laughs> Ma! So... Well, uh, last night I got a, apparently two or three phone calls uh, from a good friend of ours, and I was drinking because um, it was like 7, 6.30, at 7 I started drinking. Oh, wow. And not like heavy or anything, but... <laughs> it was heavy. It might have been closer to 
yeah, I got home at 7.30 from my run. Instead of drinking water because I'm super thirsty, I crack open a bud. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I start drinking that and uh, sitting on the couch. And apparently, like I said, my my phone was still connected to my headphones. One of our buddies tries calling me a couple times, text me, don't hear any of it. And then you, thinking, because you're so smart, yep. get a hold of Kim say, have Garrett call me. Mm-hmm. So immediately, she's like, oh my God, I think something's wrong. Uh, Royce wants you to call him immediately. I don't think I said immediately. Just, dude. That's where girls go. I know, but that's, that's why you girl. message the wife. <laughs> right. That's why you message the wife. So I'm thinking, all right, cool. And uh, yeah, apparently one of our buddies had a bear down and, and uh, Royce had also been partaking in drinks. Yeah. Well, we're planning a wedding. So Chantel's <laughs> like, I need your help with wedding stuff. I'm on my way home. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm going to stop and buy beer then. And I had drank a few couple of those beers. When I got this phone call, and so I was like, I was like, I would love to help you. Let me call Garrett and see if he'll give me a ride. But we're both irresponsible. Well, not irresponsible. Not really. That was responsible. I'm an adult on a Thursday. It was Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Trying to get buzzed or drunk on my way to getting drunk because I'm, I don't know, got nothing else to do. I got no bear tag. Yeah. And it's crappy weather, so I'm not going to go shoot a carp or go shad fishing. Yeah. Fair oh well. Enough. So, anyways, long story short, don't be our friends. I kind of felt like a piece of shit. <laughs> I felt bad about it, but at the same time, like what? It was really if bad I call, timing. But if I called any of my friends and was like, "Hey, man, I need your help looking for a bear," and they're like, "Dude, I've been drinking," which would probably be all my friends, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Dude, I've been drinking. I can't." I'm like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna go get this bear myself because really, <laughs> really, a bear is it could be easily handled in two trips by one. Person, two trips, especially yeah. if you're gonna leave if you're gonna leave the Cape. You could almost get them in one trip. Right, right. Unless you're way back in there, but this wasn't that. This was probably shooting it from a landing. Probably. I'm guessing. Probably. <clears throat> yeah. But anyways, it's been a good year. I mean, we didn't have, um, like last year, a lot of folks that don't listen to the podcast, we had a, or that don't listen, that don't live in Oregon. All you that don't listen to this podcast, listen to this. Yeah. Um, We had a, a like, Snowmageddon. Was that last year? Yep. Yeah. And so we started off bear season. I couldn't make it to a lot of my spots. No. Like there was a foot of snow, foot and a half of snow. Well, it was just frozen stuff on the road. Yeah. There was a foot of snow in my freaking yard last year, right before bear season. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> this year we didn't have that. And I started to see, it took me almost three, no, it took me almost four weeks to see a bear last year. Yeah. I was right there. Uh, I saw some early last year. And then like the middle of the season, literally mm-hmm. no bears. Normally when you see really? a bunch of bears, I didn't see a bear probably from April 15th to probably April 20th to May 20th. That's then, crazy. Yep. I didn't see any. And then the last couple of days I went out, saw seven or eight. Really? In the last 10 days, yeah. I think I went one or two times before I saw a bear this year, and it took me probably 15 trips last year to see a bear. I went exactly one time <laughs> before I saw a bear this year. <laughs> right. You killed it this year. I don't know what it is with you shooting shit on the second day, but... Uh, Dude, everybody says that. You that need is to keep not it true. That happened one time. Well, with a bear. That, your, that's your elk. It. That was my ninth day of hunting. Over there it was your second day, though. Right. Yeah. But it, people swing it like, oh, you'll go over there and hunt for two I'm days. I'm one of those. Shoot a bull. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Sw- I'll swing it. No. I, you know, knew the area, <laughs> hunted the area before, hunted for seven days over here. Well, more. We hunted together two days, I think. Hunted like seven or eight days mm-hmm. on the west side. Just got destroyed. 
And then, yeah, I mean, maybe it was luck. Maybe it was hard work. You'll never know. I'd rather be lucky than good. Well, (laughs) I strongly disagree with that statement. Well, okay. (laughs) I'd rather be good and lucky. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than good and lucky. Luck is hard to duplicate. Being good, you're good. You're, you know. Well, but if you're looking in the right spots for things and you're going to the right areas, then Mm. people want to say you're lucky, but. I could see that. But you're just doing it right. Well, take to what, two seasons ago, three seasons ago? I killed both my buck and my bull in the first three days of season. Yeah, your three. buck was day one. Your bull was day two. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky. I didn't, dude. I was. I feel like I was robbed of, like I would this year, when I shot that bull this year, I feel like I was robbed. Not of an animal, but of the up-close, personal, screaming oh, in your face, right. bugle action. I never really got that. I got more bugles out of Rosie's this year than I ever got. I mean, it was almost like I was hunting Eastern Oregon. Mm-hmm. Like. The days that they were talking, they were freaking ripping, dude. Yeah. And then it would be like two weeks without hearing a bugle. <laughs> yeah, and I hunted only the early season over here, so I got like a yeah. few bugles. Yeah. But nothing, no I, no interactions over here. I mean, we had a bull at like 60-something yards, but he's chuckling, mm. you know. Anyway, this isn't a elk hunting podcast. I was just thinking, like, how the hell down, did we get on elk hunting? We're going down a, wrong, <laughs> a, a bad, bad trail here. So are we getting into bear hunting stories? Yeah, we're going to get into bear hunting stories this right. year. I think we should probably start uh, with your bear, obviously. Yeah, that would be... be a pretty uh, quick story. <laughs> you want me to make it long? <laughs> I could make it longer. Yeah. I have a story. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was an accident. We'll tell the story. It was actually kind of funny. Looking back on it, it was It was funny, and that's why we were laughing. It wasn't because we did it on purpose. Right. All right. Let me break it down for you like this. So, You're going to sound like a real piece of shit by the end of this podcast. I know. (laughs) I know. People are going to wonder why you're (laughs) you're friends with me. It's because I'll come over and record. It's your good looks. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Was it the first? It wasn't the first day of bear season. It was like I. It was. uh, It wasn't the first day of season. It was just the first day I went out. It was your second day you went out, unless you're talking about the first time you saw the bear. Yeah, the first time okay, was the first ahead. day. I'm starting okay. from the beginning. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. So I think <laughs> it was like maybe a week into bear season, uh-huh. and I had driven out, like I'd hunted some stuff close to my house, like one-stop shop, evening time. I'm like, eh, I'm not really going to get excited until May. You know, I'm just going to go out mm-hmm. on nice days. So I like go out, don't see anything, whatever. Uh, next, whatever, next day. We decided to go out hunting. Uh, my partner at work, heterosexual life mate Brian, we, uh, he, um, we're, you know, he's all fired up about hunting and stuff. I got him to get a new scope for his 300 and get a long range ish setup for it and everything. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, he gets a tag. His brother gets a tag. Chantel doesn't listen to me once again, and she doesn't get a tag because she was going to be too busy with school. She wasn't. She sure wasn't. I mean, she was busy, but she could have hunted. You know, does Chantel listen to this, or will she listen no, to this? she doesn't listen to you. I was say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she would never degrade herself say, like that. My brother's wife puts him in. Yeah, she'll so she'll figure it out. You just gotta you just gotta give it time. Yeah, she actually, my brother's wife is the reason he got a bighorn tag. He wasn't even gonna put in. <laughs> I put in. Boom. Yeah, I should have enough points to get it this year. <laughs> Big anyway, <horn>. yeah, <laughs> I've been paying some people. So, um, anyways, so uh, the four of us go out, uh, hit our normal run-of-the-mill spots. That same spots you hit, same spots Brad mm. hits, everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go hit those normal spots, like glass up a herd of elk in the first one, glass up a herd of elk in the third one, and like doing our thing. And we pull up on the spot, like literally have never seen. A living animal 
in this this particular unit and mainline unit. Yeah. Like it's not hidden. It's no secret. Like so I you know, we're out I'm in moccasins, mind you. And, and yeah, I'm in my driving shoes, dude. And I'm riding passengers. So I'm in my moccasins, like get out. This is gonna I sound like such a lazy piece of crap. <laughs> right. So yeah, there I am in my moccasins. So anyways, I get out, like glass, you know, we're we're on this unit for maybe only like five minutes or something. And like we're about to get back in the truck, drive off, go where we were headed to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, look over. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's culvert. Yeah. And then I look up the hill. I'm like, oh, look at that burnt stump. Look at this stump bear. Throw up like, oh, that's bear. Oh, that's that's a pretty good bear. You know. And he's just <laughs> yeah. tearing up a stump. So we uh, throw the spot and scope on him. Look at him. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's a good bear. He's close to that 300 mark, which I think probably ended up being. But um, I'll never know. But uh, <laughs> he. So I. We glass them up. We start to come up with a plan. The wind's kind of ripping. I'm like, uh, let's go up on this landing up here. That should be, you know, I range him, range the landing. I'm like, that should be like 500 yards. So uh, go up there. And I'm like, yeah, I got a shot. I could shoot him right here. But the wind's blowing pretty hard. And uh, I'm like, I practice enough with my rifle. Not as much as probably some people say I should, but pretty comfortable, confident. Yeah. So you're pretty good with that. You were using your 28, weren't you? 28, yeah. yeah that's a good so round. it is. Yeah. So, uh, so I like set up up there and it just doesn't feel right. Like the wind's blowing and he's constantly milling, like mm-hmm. moving, moving, moving. I'm like, man, I don't know. So we look down and there's another like spine ridge that runs down the middle. I'm like, if we could get to there, we'll be 300 yards and that's a chip shot, you know? So we work our way through the trees, drop off on the back of this little ridge, get down there. We're there for like an hour maybe. And we keep seeing like a glimpse of his head and then you go back down and a glimpse of his head. Well, there was like a, uh, ridge that we couldn't see that was like a false ridge like it looked like he was up on this flat but he was on the other side of that and uh we, we were down there for like an hour and every time i'd look back and like glass at Chantel and brian they hung up and jared and i went down in the bottom i glass at them and they're both like throwing their hands up at me like shoot him he's broadside what are you doing and uh and how far were they from him they were back up at that landing so they were 500 yards oh okay. and we were down at like 300 that's a chip shot for your gun yeah <sighs> For the proper <laughs> operator with my gun, it's a chip shot, probably. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, we end up not being able to get a shot there, and and Jared's got a bad back; he doesn't move very fast through the mountains. He just had a back surgery, so I tell him to like hang down there, and he, he hasn't shot a bear since like high school. He's like almost thirty, hmm. and uh, I tell him to hang there. I'm like, if that bear comes out the bottom, you know, shoot him. He's got, I think he has two seventy or something. And we're three hundred yards, pretty good shot. He's got a stump, everything, ready mm-hmm. to go. So I'm like, all right. So we devise this plan. I start shimmying up the hill, and it's steep right there. So I, like, shimmy up the hill, like, 50 yards, stop, try to get a spot where I could shoot from. Oh, nope, just see his head. Move up. Oh, just see his head. Mm. So I end up all the way back where we started, where Chantel and Brian are. I get this really good stump I could lay on. I had thrown, like, a couple sandbags in my backpack, and – uh Oh, I didn't even have my backpack. No, I had this like shooting bag, like a satchel type of thing that <laughs> oh had God. a couple sandbags in it. And I was like, yeah, this will work. So anyway, so I did, yeah, I didn't have my backpack. So go up there, uh, get set up. It's like, it's it, the adjusted range was 480 yards, but like the actual range 501, it was downhill. And I'm sitting in the gun, maybe 30, 45 minutes that night. And, um, just sitting there waiting, 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 waiting. He never gave me a good shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but like crosshairs were super steady, like a perfect rest. So 
like, well, I don't know. And uh, we whoop at him and stuff. He betted, and we're trying to get him to stand up, and he will not look our way whatsoever. So eventually we run out of light. He runs out of the unit. We are like, dang it. Should have, you know, we're all doing the shoulda, couldas type of thing. I'm like, oh, I should have just taken a shot. I'm like, no, I did the right thing, you know. So I'm like, well, and I had to work not the next day but the following day. So I was like, well, hopefully I find him tomorrow and – he didn't wind us or anything, and, and nobody's going to get a shot at him besides me. So uh, next, so I tell you about this. I send you a picture. You're like, oh, yeah, that looks like a good bear. And uh, I tell you where he's at because not selfish. I am selfish. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> next day, uh, what, me, you, and Chantel meet up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it just us three? It was just us three. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was Because I was going to go hunt that spot out past that, mm-hmm. and I, I might have looked at that unit, but I don't think I would have gave it the time. No. That's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Now I'm going to look at it all the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> once you get well, in there, it's, it's pretty that, green. Now it's that age. Yeah. 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 It, w- it was like nuked before. It looked oh, dead. Oh, dude. They, yeah. It looked dead. They didn't even leave a fern in that unit no. when they logged it. No. No. But then you get in there and there's like elk tracks everywhere and deer tracks everywhere. You're like, when do animals move through here? Like what time <laughs> of year? Because I've never seen anything in there. So anyways, the next day, Garrett and Chantel and I load up and go up there and we hit the same normal spots that we had hit every time we go hunt the same mountain. And, uh, we end up, we end up there about an hour before we saw that bear the night before. And, uh, Garrett, you know, so we go to go into this other spot that we know past there. And, uh, it's just a tank trap road. And we start walking down there. I don't know. What is that? Maybe to where we bomb off, maybe a mile, um, to where we actually sit. Now to where we hop off. Oh, it's only half mile. No, quarter mile. No way. And then it's it's a mile. It's just over a mile to where you sit. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Just over a mile to where you sit. Anyways, so we go down there. This <laughs> this seventeen mile hike. We go down there. And, hey, if you uh, want to, if you want to build it up, I'm I'm sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm going with it. So we we go down back this country like, coastal hunt. Yeah, it was it was pretty back country, dude. It was uh, yeah. I mean, you just got to train hard for this type of stuff. Yeah, you do. So, uh, you had your trekking poles, though. I, I did. Mm-hmm. Wait, dude, it's trekking poles are clutch. I told Kim next time she's at Costco to grab me some of those. Chantel things. just bought some. Did she really? Yeah, she bought her. For uh, me? Her, uh, no, <laughs> for herself. <laughs> Damn it. So uh, we go walk down there, and I tell Garrett, I'm like, hey, man, I, I just got a gut feeling I got to go back and see if this bear's back. Yeah, out. you're about a third to half a mile in Yeah, at that time. So about 12 miles probably. <laughs> uh, eight as a crow flies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But no I more mean, than 10. It is sure. steep. <laughs> and it was like the first warm yeah. day of the year too. And I was like coming up that thing. I was sweating, dude. Yeah. I was like, <sighs> I'm out of shape. Yeah. So we're like hiking. Chantal and I hiked back up there. And I think she had her lucky hat on. She did. That's probably what it was. She gets a new lucky hat every year. And we see bears every time she wears that really? hat. Yeah. Huh. What you is could, it? I don't know. Just like a boonie hat. Oh, I'll be done. She used to have like a purple camo one. It's like old, like Vietnam era multi-cam looking <laughs> thing. I, I think it's called multi-cam. I don't know what it's called. I don't Not know. Not in the military. But anyways, but it, instead of being like green, brown, and black, it was purple white and like another shade of purple or something perfect pretty legit yeah that'll blend in great yeah it does it really does <laughs> if you get in like a lavender field <laughs> yeah there it's you clutch go. dude so <laughs> anyways we we hike back up there and walk out on this landing and and i 
saw what I thought was a bear across, which ended up being like, I put a spotting scope on it. I thought it was it, probably still there. It's probably still a bear just hanging out right there. Right. <laughs> Never moved. But uh, anyways, Garrett thought he's like, you guys are going to have a better chance to set up a phone scope than I will. So here, take my phone scope and my extra phone. Right. And thankfully, right. So mm-hmm. we go back up, can't see him from the first spot, go back to that same landing where I was set up with the gun the night before, same stump. <laughs> I sound like such a douche. We sit there for like, like I have enough time to sit down. I like set my gun on the stump and my sandbags and like unbuckle my backpack for my waist and my chest to like lean back on it, make a scan, nothing, make another scan, nothing. And then I glass the stump that he's standing at the night before. And I'm like, just looking at it, seeing like, you know, how tore up it was. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yep. Head pops out behind it. I'm like, I like calmly tell Chantel, I'm like, oh, there he is. She's like, no way. <laughs> so she throws up her binoculars, which I later found out. I don't know how she sees through. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. I need to get her some new ones. I'm bad at that too. I give Kim like these cheap new Oh, ones. yeah. I I've feel had, like a piece of crap after. These are like good. old red fields that I had for oh, like. Oh, yeah. They're like 10 years old. Yeah. Easy. They're broken. Got to get the Mrs. Nicer glass. I'm going to get It's on my list. Maybe I'll put them on our wedding registry. If you guys are listening, Amazon Chambers Wedding <laughs> Registry, check it out. Buy Chantel some new binoculars. Um, so, so uh, or you could do we could do a virtual money dance. Ooh, there yeah, you go. for the Patreon. You people. guys can actually dance though. Sometimes you danced at our wedding. Oh yeah, yeah, we dance okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, back to the bear story. We're like squirrel and ADD on this story. Yeah, we are. So. Uh, we go back to that spot. Literally, I have time to unbuckle my backpack. There is head pops out behind a stump. So I'm like, oh, how weird is this? How neat. <laughs> so I set up the gun, and I'm on the gun for maybe only 10 or 15 minutes this time. And I dry fire five or six times. The wind's perfect. It's hardly moving. Dial the gun. I'm sitting there dry firing. And he, he kind of balls up what I thought was quartered away harder than he ended up being. Mm-hmm. But he kind of balled up. So I aimed at like that last, like trying to put it out he was facing his head down the hill. So the right side of his body to me, and I was trying to shoot it basically through his left shoulder. Um, and I thought he was quartered harder than he was, but anyways, yeah, 500 yards, just crosshair sitting still squeeze, 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 bang mm-hmm. and cartwheels and rolls on off down the hill. So Garrett doesn't even hear this. No, I, we have no cell service. So I'm about to start walking down there to come and holler at you. I thought you would have heard the gunshot, Mm-mm. but apparently no, and we're not that far apart. Uh, no, a little under a mile. Yeah, but as a crow flies. Yeah, <laughs> it's a crow flies, not that far. I just love saying I was it. actually already walking back up because I told you guys I was going to try and meet you at 7.30. Yeah, and this was probably, I bet you I shot him at 6.55. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, Garrett doesn't even hear the gunshot. He hears us whooping because I was trying to holler, like, to see how close you were, like, uh-huh. woo, yeah. you know, hoping you'd give me a Ric Flair back. Yeah, so I start running up the hill. Yeah, he runs up the hill <laughs> for some dumb reason. I don't know what his thought, what your thought was. I was trying I think to... He, I think he thought we were whooping at the bear, and he was going to sneak up into the timber yeah, and get a I shot before Yeah, I was going to shoot us. it out from under you. Yeah, that's what a responsible <laughs> person would do. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, so we go to get some cell service and drive into a herd of elk. We, like, you could have spit on one out oh, the window. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I remember that. So we get cell service, call uh, call the tan man. Tanner and was it anybody else? No, just Tanner and Megan showed up. Mm. Yeah. 
so they show up and, but we had already started off down the hill and we're trying to find in the shot, there was a piece of pink flagging that we could see on the screen mm-hmm. that was behind the bear. So we're like, oh, we'll find this stump. We'll find the pink flagging. We'll know exactly where we shot him. Yep. And super easy. So we, yeah, it wasn't that easy, but we found <laughs> the flagging, found some blood. Yeah. And, and all signs were looking great. Like right where he was, there was spray of blood. Oh yeah. And a chunk of meat on, on yeah. some, uh, that was at the very bottom. Yeah. Yeah. But so he's, just bombs down there and there's great blood um we get down and we're, we end up bluffed out and there's uh there's a chunk of meat whatever on this branch and garrett's like well this is a terrible <laughs> idea it's like a 30 foot bluff yeah straight off bluff and we can't see the bear down there so it's like supposed to get down to 35 degrees that night yeah and he's down in a creek bottom so we're like oh he'll be fine overnight you know we'll come up early in the morning so i call in sick to work responsible thing to do mm-hmm. and uh next morning come up with uh old b-rad he went with me and oh but tanner that was the funny part tanner shows up super prepared super prepared yeah. so he was bear hunting <laughs> that's what i that's was that's what yeah. got me i was, he was oh, out bear God. hunting and he's like coming down the hill <laughs> with us in cowboy boots and yeah in cowboy boots jeans, no pack no pack no knives no nothing no knives just a just him I think in a 1911. Did he even have a flashlight? He had a flashlight okay. and a pistol. <laughs> so anyways, we make the the uh, decision to back out of there and get him in the morning, which worked out well. But um, So in the morning, we come down, Brad and I, and Tanner. Tanner did meet us up there. Yeah. Tanner was up there. He, he met us in the – yeah, he met us up there. Mm-hmm. And we all drove over together. We all hiked off together. Mm-hmm. So Was James up there too? No. Okay. No, I think he was working. Mm-hmm. So we go to the last spot where we saw – um, the meat and the bluff mm-hmm. and it was like a 30 foot bluff but turns out i'm pretty sure the bear died standing on top of the bluff and just fell off it because he was directly below it but he was in a root wad facing the opposite direction so you oh. couldn't see his eyes and couldn't see his teeth or anything you could just see he was dead in a root wad but it was all dark in there you couldn't see him so we <laughs> finagle our way down there and garrett and shelby were coming mm-hmm. and uh so we get down there and we're, you know, take our cool pictures and everything and we start to get him cut up and, uh, or it was the first time I was trying to actually have a, a rug. So I, I was like, okay, this bear's actually worth rugging out. You know, he's not mm-hmm. blown up. There's no big hole. He doesn't have that much rub on him. It was early, great coat, nice little white patch. I'm like, this is a perfect rug, you know, and he's, he's three to 275, 300 pound bear, like a good bear. And, um. So we're taking our time because we're not in a rush. It's cool. And we hear Garrett and Shelby coming down the hill and they whoop at us and we whoop at them. And Garrett says, he's, you're at this point, he's literally like 30 yards above us, but it's so thick that it sounds like he's further. Yeah. We but can barely I, hear you. But I, I could hear you. We could hear you guys really good. <clears throat> you just couldn't hear us very well. And Garrett's like, Hey, where are you guys at? And I'm like, we're literally right below where we were last night. And he's like, okay, you find him. He's like, yeah, we got him. We're right here. He's like, okay. I'm like, come down just to the left of where we were last night. There's a log. You can kind of walk across and then just slide down the hill, which somehow got mistaken for (laughs) we haven't found him yet. Go down the hill. (laughs) So Garrett and Shelby go all the way to the bottom, cross this creek, go up the other side, and end up having to use a rope to come back up the hill. And Garrett's like, so wait, 
do you guys have him? And I was like, yes, we found him right away. Yeah. And he's like, are you freaking kidding me? You just <laughs> sent me down there for fun? I was like, no, dude, it was an accident. Yeah. He's he's like furious. He's like, dude, I was gonna I was gonna be really mad if you did that on purpose. I was like, no, it was a miscommunication. I'm not gonna send you down there on purpose. But now it's pretty funny, and yeah. I wish it was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because all we heard were bits and pieces, and um. Uh, basically once I heard, cause Shelby and I were like, man, they haven't found it yet. And they're working their way down the Creek. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to go way down the Creek. Yeah. Cause you thought we were way further down than we were. Yeah. Yeah. We were only like, we were literally yeah, like 30 yards below where we stopped at yeah. that night. So what my idea is like, well, the, he's probably dead in the Creek bottom. So I'm yeah. going to go down river kind of down Creek and then work my way back up and then up the other side. And then I'll be able to yell back across on mm-hmm. to them. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, that turned out to be just a, Nightmare. Big giant waste of time and a big pain in the ass. But um, the good news was you didn't have to get your hands dirty. We didn't have to get our hands dirty, and I packed like twenty pounds of meat. Yeah, maybe. No, did you even have any meat? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. You I, had like maybe, a, maybe thirty pounds of meat. I don't know. It wasn't very much. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know that that head and hide was heavy. Yeah, that was a good bear, dude. Yeah, it was. I weighed my pack and everything when I got home, and it was I think it was like eighty-seven or eighty-nine pounds or something, and that was just head and hide. Um. Everyone else packed. Um, freaking Brad. That guy is a mountain goat, dude. I don't know how he moves so fast, but like one second we're loading packs and then the next and I'm like, hey, where'd Brad go? Yeah. He's got like he's, half the bear in his back. <laughs> no, I, I think he took a he took a ham and shoulder. Tanner took a ham and shoulder. Mm-hmm. You took the trim meat. I took whatever was Shelby left. was like, can I carry something, please? And I was like, sure, here's my gun. Carry it. <laughs> and Shelby's a good sport. Yeah. So she carried like the gun and something else I had forgot to put in my pack. I think it was like water bottles or water something. bottles and so- yeah, um, yeah, miscellaneous stuff. Yeah, she's like complaining at me the whole time going up the hill. I'm like, you didn't have to come down here. She's like, well, you better come help me. I'm like, what do you mean I better help you? You're not even carrying anything. Like, she's like, well, you're you're you owe me now. Yeah, and I was like, you owe me now. Yeah, she's like, you owe me. You better come help me. I don't care if you're at work. You better leave to come help me. I'm like, Shelby, you're literally. I give me my water bottle back. Okay, yeah. like get over it. So, anyways, yeah, having you guys come to help is great. It was fun, man. And pack. That's that same group of guys who packed Anthony's bowl out with. Yeah, that's just a good packing group. Yeah, it's fun. Everybody's down. You know, everybody knows what they're signing up for. We've yeah. all been through it together. Yeah. I mean, that really wasn't a suck fest, though. It, it was wasn't. Just, it was like a 500-yard, 400-yard pack, maybe? Yeah, probably 500. Yeah. 500. Just straight uphill, but it wasn't. Super steep. Yeah. Imagine being in eastern Oregon in Hell's Canyon, and that's all your pack had to be. You'd be like, oh, dude, perfect. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that'd be the easiest pack you ever had. Yeah, except there's no slash. Yeah, except there's no slash. Slash is the only thing I hate. Like, this, the it steep. Makes it way harder. The steep and the... <clears throat> deep stuff and like long i don't care but like slash is the worst <laughs> especially if you get into a patch of like yeah deadfall stuff where you're like you you don't know if you're going to take your next step and fall to your shoulders or yeah not. that's the worst so that's- anyways yeah long story short um i hope you guys haven't worked too hard to shoot your bear because i hunted for like a day and a half <laughs> well if they're listening to this podcast and they haven't filled your tag then, yeah then yeah they're probably then sorry dude working hard Sorry, dudes. Well, and dude, girls. every year I try and get after it because I feel guilty just oh, mostly hunting from the truck. I maybe walking here and there. Mm-hmm. But, and every time I get out of the truck and I make, me and Brad made a legit, like, how many, maybe five mile round trip. I don't oh, know. but as a crow flies. Yeah, as a crow flies, <laughs> it was. It was 300 yards. Oh, yeah. And 
we didn't see one bear and we get back in the truck driving down the road and, and oh there's a bear it's mm-hmm. like i don't know man i do i do what's most productive yeah and for me um unless i was in a little bit different area uh where there was more road systems behind gates yeah you're gonna see me doing whatever's gonna produce the best results yeah i mean generally a spring bear hunt is like i it's not that they're not worth working as hard for. It's just that you don't have to. <laughs> right. Like, seriously, it's not like a lazy thing. Like if, if, if hunting bears meant you had to go hike miles in the wilderness to kill bears, then I'd still do it. But right. you don't have to. Right. Like it, it's not elk hunting where you, you actually have to go where they are. The bears are going to be, you know, logging cuts are on roads. There, there's no, I mean, they could helicopter log some things, but like people still have to get to them to choke logs. Right. So there's always going to be, roads in whether you have to walk them bike them or drive them right and it just so turns out that the past couple of yeah every bear i've shot has been like spotted from the truck and then yeah hiked down to somewhere to shoot it yeah which i i'm not like guilty about i don't feel guilty i don't i don't feel bad but at the same time it's like man should i because some of these other guys are working way harder than i am yeah "Mm." no and i think there'd be something rewarding too like you know if you go hunt some of these wildernesses around us like in the high country Mm -hmm. and you're you know glassing these like alpine meadows and stuff you shoot a bear up there it's like a 150 pound bear you're gonna feel awesome about it like it's a cool (laughs) hunt you know you shot the sink three or four miles yeah up a trail and like that's cool but you can like gut it and wear it out (laughs) <laughs> right is like backpack you'd feel good about a backpack bear that you know doing that so it's like and i don't i don't know i'm not like a size guy i'm not a size queen <laughs> if you will i don't really care like i always just say like i'm gonna shoot a 200 pound bear like i'm not chasing numbers right it's like 200 plus like a uh hopefully a boar you know that's what i'm aiming for is a boar always um I don't know why. I, I guess it's the same thing because, like, you hunt bulls and you hunt bucks and you you want to shoot Drake Mallards and well, all this. It's like it seems like the males are uh, rooster pheasants and, like, all these things. It's like the males, the males, the males, the males. They're usually prettier. Too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a natural thing. I mean, and <laughs> and the boars are just – they're when you get your hands on them, they're cooler. They, they got are. a bigger head, they, bigger yeah. arms. Bigger balls, way bigger. Yeah, way huger balls. <laughs> And uh, it's just a, it's just a different dynamic shooting a boar, and, and I get more excited when I see a big boar than I see a big sow. Mm-hmm. I just I get more excited. Well, yeah, and generally too, spring season you see a sow, it's gonna have cubs on it. Yeah, and which is super I don't fun like to... having that anxiety of shooting a sow mm-hmm. and then like okay, I you know there was nothing around her. I watched her for half an hour. Yeah, you still don't. But dude, if know. she's got new cubs, they're like the size of house cats. They're yeah. like super small. Yeah. You're like, they're, they're little dachshunds hopping around on a log. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's you know, so. About right. So you're not going to see them necessarily. Right. And where you're seeing the sow for 30 minutes, you might not see those cubs. Exactly. And you can pretty well pick them out. Like if you've looked at enough bears, I, I mean. You could see them pretty easily. This year, there. this year I, I went out two other times, I think. One other time maybe with you. Um, you guys all know I'll go, mm-hmm. but nobody invites me. <laughs> But, uh, I would invite you now, but I don't have a tag, so. <laughs> yeah, well, we're in that party together. But, um, no, it's, I don't, I don't know. Do people think it's bad to, like. No, I don't think so. I just, I don't know. It seems like, it's been like this for a few years now, like, I and I was on that same boat. You know, how far away can you go? How deep? How hard can you make it? You know, how challenging can oh, you make it? Like, no. the, the cool 
backcountry wilderness hunt thing is like, yeah that seemed hot for a while it's a huge hot button and right. i'm like when and you know when we were hunting over in eastern oregon we were doing that we were doing eight miles a day in some shit country mm. but coming out every day and um it, every bull we've killed has been within a half half mile of a road now and it's like mm. that's so much nicer <laughs> yeah so like we were talking nicer. about this year your guys you james brad and Anthony, your four bulls cumulatively were oh. a shorter pack than my one. Oh, for sure, bull. for sure. And if you take my, if you kick Anthony's out of there, um, combined, all of ours were probably less than four hundred and fifty yards. Yeah, Th- you know, three three bulls less than four hundred fifty yards combined from roads. You could have probably drove to mine, but yeah, it, it just wasn't the right thing to do. I'm no like hardcore like, oh, I got to be, you know, seven miles from the truck, and I'm gonna yeah. pass up closer elk like no never yeah like if i no way i'm the more i think about it i'm kind of running in the opposite direction not to cut corners or not to be lazy but longevity like if i don't do those huge death hikes and i don't expend all my energy and my hip is already like i already know i've got problems with my hips and i've got a problem with my ankle and it's just having weak ankles dude probably is yeah and uh, <laughs> she love some weights. I, I, my gym's been closed. I don't oh, have, not what? everybody has a home gym. Dang. I didn't know the gyms were closed. So, well, I can tell you right now, shooting them closer to the road and taking it easier, I think for me is going to make me hunt longer. The longevity is going to be there. I'm not going to tear up my body and my back. You sound like a kid's mom who's trying to talk him out of playing football. I don't know. I feel it feels good, and I'm killing plenty of stuff. No, I know that. You, I'm just saying, you sound you, you sound like a vanilla ass mom. That's like. It's not like, like a well, giant pussy that's right like, now. Yeah, that's like you know their kids like mom. I want to play football. Look at Clay Matthews and uh, <laughs> like JJ Watt. Look at how cool they are. She's yeah. like, well, son, JJ Watt's wearing a knee brace for a reason. <laughs> right. Have you thought about band, yeah. which lines up with you? Yeah, actually. once again, <laughs> Garrett is anti-contact sport, hundred percent. I played baseball, skin flute playing. I don't know about skin flutes. Did I say that? You did say oh, skin flutes. Oh, sorry. Flute. I meant to say drums. <laughs> so, anyways. There's a mile between skin flutes and drums. Man, I feel like I feel like your listeners appreciate when I come on your podcast. I'm pretty funny. We should find out. Yeah, we could do a poll. <laughs> <laughs> do you like some sort of like research in-depth market analysis of when you come on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the past episode's not so good, but now I'm like a unicorn. Because uh, me uploading lately has been a unicorn. I've been so busy hunting and, and stuff, but now that I don't have a tag, I'll be uploading all the gosh, time. Gosh, you've said that a lot. What? You're real braggy right now. What? I don't have a tag anymore. You know what? I went out probably 20 times this I know. Year. You worked hard. Sounds Driving exhausting. all those miles. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your hunt, because I haven't even heard it yet. Um, oh, you want to hear a story? Okay. Well... I played it up on Instagram. Like, there's a cool story, and there's some a semi cool story to this. But you play a lot of stuff up on Instagram. So <clears throat> it's what you got to do nowadays, man. You go in there and stick your arrows in a target. You're like, shot this mediocre it, group like, at 80 60 yards, yards. Nine, nine, 94 yards. Shot this decent little three inch group. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm like, well, I hit my Reinhardt at 50 yards, so I'm dialed. Hashtag killing it. Yeah, dude. It's called an 18 and one because <laughs> it takes you 18 shots to hit it once. No, because I feel like an elk's lungs are close to 18 inches mm. and all you need to do is hit it with one arrow. <laughs> so you're welcome, Reinhardt, 18 and one. You're about ready to get that mini elk target from him, aren't you? I want that. 
It's I've shot it. It's cool. I've only gotten in trouble for shooting in my neighborhood once. <laughs> I was literally called the backyard archer. Were you? Yeah, by the police. <laughs> I had to pick up my arrow, and it had cardboard over the... Yeah, it was a broadhead. Hmm. I had a rest malfunction, and it went to my neighbor's yard. Found it on his mower. And they called the cops. I need they to... called the cops. What a douche move. I know. And I mean... <laughs> it's like, tell me not to do this again and give me my freaking arrow back. Yeah, it probably would have looked pussy. better. Like, it probably would have looked better if it didn't have a broadhead. <laughs> right. But then, you know, the cops are like, oh, just, like, try using a better backstop. Yeah, just so you know, this is against the law. Yeah. Shooting inside Well, what's funny is I went in there and I was like, I know, I broke the law. If you need to write me a ticket, fine. But I really want my arrow back because it's like $40. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no big deal, dude. It's not even a big deal. Just try and have a better backstop. I'm like, oh, cool. And then they bring my arrow out and it's got like cardboard and like evidence tape really? wrapped around. I'm like, evidence tape? Am I going to be a, am I going to have a record now? I can't have a record. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Anyways, your bear hunt. Sorry. Well, um, I don't even remember what day it was, but it was fairly recently. And uh, me and James are going out. He calls me, and and uh, we talked about going out before. And he's like, yeah, I'm thinking about going this spot. I'm like, well, off that same road system, I was kind of thinking about going out this spot. And so we're like, perfect. Let's just go out that road system. We can hit your two units. We can check these two that I've had in the back of my head since I saw them, like, I found these two units with James on a really crappy day, kind of like worse than today. And uh, I'm like, I have no idea how to get there. I think those are walk-in units. There's no road in the top of them for sure um, that you can drive in. So something's going on here with those two units, and they look money. Like, they just look perfect. So Listen, as long as there's a road in the bottom, I'm there. There's a road in the bottom. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, as we're as he's driving, this is the first t- trip he's drove. So I could look at Onyx the whole time, and then... We figured out, I'm like, hey, dude, take that road to the left. Mm-hmm. It's going to take us, I think, into those units. And it did. It took us, like, right into the bottom. I'm like, well, that kind of ruins these units for me, for Bear. But they look money, and this isn't a super traveled road. Right. So um, we ended up wrapping back around. took 20 minutes to get back around up top. And um, we see a, a, a sow up top. And uh, I, I'll tell you right now, the rut is on. Oh, um, yeah. She had a loose caboose. I'll tell you that. Mm. Flagging. She was, she was, yeah, hanging it out to She's drive. kind of a hoochie. She was a hoochie mama. Nice. Little one, but she was, she was flaunting what she well, had. you know. And, uh. If you got it flaunting. <laughs> there was, I'm guessing, boar uh, shit all around the top of the unit because it was much bigger than what, it was about the size of your bear shit. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, there's got to be a boar in here and she, he's probably going to be on top of that sow if he hasn't already been. He's going to be hanging around. Must be in genetics here. in the area. They have equal sized buttholes. Probably. Yeah. It's got to be something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so we see her. And then we drive, we're driving back out, and then um, we glass those two units that we drove into the bottoms of earlier. And by this time, it's maybe 45 minutes later, maybe, right. maybe, I don't know, max. And um, I glassed the right one, which is much bigger. And James, I'm like, okay, glassing just real quick. It's not brushy at all. And then um, the, there's a left unit, like literally 100 yards to the left, and there's a timber line separating them. And James looks over, and James has got some of the best eyes in the business. Yeah, he really does. That guy does. It's ridiculous. And naked eye, he sees something suspicious on the edge of that second unit, puts up his binox. He's like, bear, big bear. And then I'm like, no, uh. And then as soon as I look over, I'm like, oh, there it is. It's a giant. I mean, every over a mile away, he spotted it naked eye. Is this the one you shot? No. Okay, continue. And uh, so I'm like, him and I, you know, he, we, we, whoever spots it shoots it. Yeah. And so I'm like, dude, let's get down there and shoot that bear. And so we haul butt down there, park about a third of a mile from the unit, walk in there, 
wind's perfect, everything's perfect. About 25 minutes later, we're looking at where that bear was, and he ain't there. And we're like, what the heck, dude? So we, uh, we're sitting there, and we can glass both of the units that I liked. And I'm like, let's just sit here till dark. He was on the same page, and if that bear walks out, you're going to pop him. You know, it had been about a 500-yard shot. And um, so as he's looking there, there's a bunch of unit behind us that we're sitting in that you can't see, and then there's some of the unit to the right that you can't see. And I start doing my own thing and, and um, looking around. And as I'm, as I'm kind of like look, just looking around – back up where we were, I start hearing this truck just start getting it. And I'm like, what? Like, pedal to the metal, just romping on it, drifting around corner. You could hear it. And uh, that was just where we were, where we spotted his bear. And I'm like, crap. And I didn't put anything, anything of him. Like, because, like, if we wanted to go back up there, now we can't because someone's been bombing up there. And uh, literally two minutes later, this bear walks out. And the unit to the right of where James spotted his, and uh, immediately I'm like, "Oh, that's a good bear. Um, it's a boar." It's but a it's good, not the same. It's a good one. boar. It's not the same bear. Gotcha. And uh, it was about a hundred pounds smaller. Mm-hmm. And um, and, and granted, mine's still probably pushing two twenty, two twenty five somewhere yeah. in there max. I'm thinking it got bigger the more we handled it, and the more we. Well, that's good. It. That's always good. Yeah. And because when I originally dumped them, I'm, I was thinking 200 max. Yeah, um, but that's respectable. I mean, 200 pounds, 200 pounds. Yeah, I, I, I told him like, dude, I'm ready to shoot a 200 pound bear. Yeah, like, I've been holding. Out. I'm ready day one for a 200 <laughs> pound bear. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I call him up to me. I'm like, you know, I got a bear spotted over here, dude. But here's the question: Should we shoot this bear, knowing that there's truly a giant in here that could walk out at any moment? And James didn't miss a beat. He's like, why wait for something? I may never come. You, you shoot that bear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's James, dude. You know, yeah. we were just both wanting something, somebody to shoot something that night. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the bear disappears for about 10 minutes. And so I'm getting all my shit ready and, and I'm ranging and I'm dialing. And um, James is going back over and looking for his bear. And if his bear comes out, we're going to shoot his, obviously. Right. And uh, so mine pops back out. James shows up right when he pops back out, gets the phone on this phone scope. And you can hear it in the video. He's like, dude, there's a truck coming. And it's on the road that we parked on. And he kind of was like, if you're going to shoot this thing, you need to shoot this thing because this truck's going to be on top of us in yeah short time. And so I'm like, I'm going to wait for it to get broadside. And then um, he's like, well, you're, you know, truck's coming. And so I'm like, all right, whatever. And so I put it right between his shoulder blades at about two inches below. Below, yeah. And uh, he was facing away from you. Yeah, oh, he obviously. was fa- pretty steep. So I was pretty much facing away. And I was shooting into his backbone. Right. Kind of like you would out of a tree stand kind of thing. Yeah, sure. And uh, I aimed about five inches to the left because there was a pretty good wind. Even at 300 yards, I'm like, yeah. Shooting your 308? Yeah. Yeah. And I've I've shot, you know, that 308 for years. And so I kind of know what the wind does. And mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know what the wind was, but I, I've shot in that similar wind at farther you distances. You knew where to hold. I knew where to hold. Yeah. I freaking drilled that backbone, dumped him. He rolls down the hill. And I knew where I'd shot him, so I'm like, I, he's going to need another shot. Um, in the vitals. In the vitals. Yeah. And uh, that that first shot probably um, broke apart into both lungs, and he, he would have died. Well, I guess, I mean, really, just the just the bullet entering the cavity like that, the pressure from yeah, it's going to collapse Yeah, he, he would have died, but I don't want him to suffer. Right, yeah. You know, hunting with a heart. And, and uh, so I put another two in him pretty quickly, and then on the, yeah. second, on the second one immediately, I'm like, okay, that's it. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's really important. Not that I'm, you know, a end-all, be-all for bears, but I shoot. How many times do you hear them drop, and then 
he, I dropped him. He rolled down the hill and then he ran off. Done, I've done it every year. Yeah, you hear that. And the then first it, one I shot with my yeah. twenty-eight, I shot center of his chest, sitting on his butt, tearing up a stump. Yeah, and like sternum, like middle of the sternum, and uh, like upended him. Like I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I picked him up <laughs> off the ground and set him down. He's sliding with his paws behind him, sliding on his back down the hill. Uh-huh. And I like look away to high five Chantel and like look back and he's running. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? How did he? But what did he? Bears what did he? are tough. They're super tough. So tough. And so I'm a firm believer. And you know Shoot what? Shoot they're not moving. Sling lead, man. Yeah. And so, the, you know, the last shot probably wasn't necessary, but I could see that he was still breathing, mm-hmm. uh, moving a little bit, and I didn't like that. Yeah, um, I'm with you. Because I don't want him suffering. And plus, they're bears, and he could get back up. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just pawing with two legs, he, he, he could get yeah. out of there. They just keep going. They're well so, survive. Uh, you know, if you come and you've never shot bears before, you, you shoot until they're not moving. Oh, yeah. And until you're damn sure it's dead. Yeah, I mean, don't turn them into a piece of Swiss cheese. No, I mean, and I didn't really waste times. any meat. All those shots, um, I wasted a little bit of backstrap, obviously, because of that first shot. Uh, but the other two were right behind the shoulder. I mean, that yeah. gun was pounding. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was pretty happy with it. And uh, right after I shoot, that truck comes bombing through the bottom. They pass the truck that was parked on the road. They had to know what we were doing, yeah. And they had to see that bear before I saw it in the unit, yeah. Because they could have. But they knew they could, they saw you there. They had. I mean, from where they're glassing, they had where to they were glassing. You. They could have seen us. They could have seen us, but they could have just seen the bear. But when you run into a truck parked, there's no other reason that truck's going to be parked there. Yeah. Why would you bomb through the freaking bottom of the units, and? Like, the, I don't know what they were going to do because you couldn't shoot it from the road. Right. We had to walk up the other side of the drainage to shoot across. Mm-hmm. And it was a 300-yard shot. And, uh, and like I said, you can't drive into the unit because the road's decommissioned up top or something. Right. So I don't know what they're doing. I straight up think they were trying to screw us out of a bear. Yeah. And every year, I, I know I bitch about it every year, somebody tries to screw me or does screw me. Yeah. And uh, I prevented it this year by <laughs> just actually being a little bit more aggressive i I, cool hand luke i i i yeah you know and it felt good and they knew because when um we were walking down towards the road in the unit and uh they stopped and said how big was it and you know like they they knew what we were doing yeah and i don't know if they heard the shot or not but um it just that's just frustrating man yeah that would piss you know there's too many bears in oregon it's too easy to find a bear this time of year oh, that yeah. you need to be doing that shit and i don't respect it i don't like it i don't appreciate it and you won't find me doing that shit yeah i might watch you i mean we've been together doing stuff before we drive up and we're like oh there's a pickup up there let's just go hunt a different road system yeah that's what i do like i'm not gonna compete with anybody just out of the sake of like first off not even out of respect for them. i mean it is out of respect for them but not initially. It's out of the sake of like, I don't want to deal with other people. I don't want to deal with other people. I'm not I really, going out in the woods to drive around, look for bears, to be around other people. No. So first off, I don't want to deal with other people, meaning like I don't want to change the way that I'm doing something based on the fact that there's somebody else near me. And the same thing happens in elk hunting or deer, especially rifle deer hunting. Yeah. But I love rifle deer hunting. But um, <sighs> the same thing happens in, in that, and it's just so frustrating. That's I did a podcast episode not that long on <laughs> etiquette did you really yeah we need to do another one well i i can tell you here's here's my my thoughts on ethics and etiquette you either have it or you don't yeah and it's something that is um learned 
at a young age, and if you didn't learn it then, I seriously doubt you're going to learn it when you're 30. I didn't learn it at a young age. You didn't? No, I didn't grow up hunting. Well, yeah, but you probably started with somebody uh, me. that no, taught myself. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously assuming people that's been hunting their whole lives. So. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's just same thing with, uh, with you know, I, you know, there's a there's a leadership author, John Maxwell, and he's like, I don't teach ethics. You know why? Because either have them or you don't. You don't you don't teach it. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, ever since then, I mean, if you're brand new at 30 and you're getting into it, yeah, you're gonna have to have somebody show you ropes. I'm like, yeah, so we don't do this, we don't do that. You know, mm-hmm. um, kind of the rules of the party. But, um, yeah, I just I just I don't get that mentality. Yeah, I don't get it either. Like, oh, and and it's almost like a they they knew they couldn't shoot it, and so they're like. Well, let's try and screw these guys out of shooting it. Like, do you think that's I, what happened? I, I think they, I honestly don't know. I'm torn between them. I just, mean, you want to think the best. Though. Well, they were ball, they were ball, like bombing through the bottom pretty good. Here, my, my assumption would be like, they didn't know, like maybe they didn't have a mapping app. Maybe they didn't know. They just know the area. The and, guy knew where that road was because he was down there in 15 minutes. He was hauling ass. Right. So he, and, and he had a work shirt on, so I think he probably worked up there. Okay. So. Yeah, so it's one of those things where, like, the good in me wants to think he didn't do that on purpose, and he's like, saw the bear, but yeah. maybe didn't know. What we were doing What you were, yeah, that's what I would want to think, but, like, you have to know. We were parked right off the road, you know, yeah, like you a have third to, of a mile you from have to know. where that bear was. You have was. to know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think i've just been screwed too many times in the woods even on bears and uh i've had guys drive up on on me on purpose yeah when i've had a bow in my hand and a broadhead knocked yeah just to spook off a bear and so yeah so anyways we got it and uh, we got it out whole which was fantastic um james brought mule tape which is um i don't know really how to describe it but it's imagine like a super thick industrial 2500 pound test tape yeah, they use it for. Don't they use it for like pulling electrical wire through yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Bl- they like blow it with air <laughs> through conduit and like use it to pull wire through it's, or something. It's strong, mm-hmm. and so we hooked it up to a pulley, a snatch block, which we tied to a tree. Hooked it up to his truck, and we pulled that sucker out of there across the creek. Everything, and uh, it took a little while, and it was actually kind of a pain in the ass. Got to keep resetting. Yeah, we had to keep resetting like every thirty yards or twenty. Actually, probably every thirty feet. Yeah. And uh, it was it was fun because it, I'd never on purposely done that, um, and it was it was it was great, man. I was back at home drinking a beer at eleven thirty on my couch, which is early for bear. Oh yeah, and uh, had a great time and took my skull to the beetle lady and and um, we were comparing it to about a nineteen and a half inch skull, and it's just a little bit smaller than that, mm-hmm. probably an inch smaller than that. Yeah, I'm guessing it'll go. Not that I really care, but seven. I was thinking sixteen and a half when I shot him, but probably seventeen, maybe. More. I don't know. I haven't measured mine. Yeah, I don't know. I have, still, is yours ready? No. No. It's still in my freezer. Oh, is it really? <laughs> the hides rolled up in oh. my freezer. I want to rug it. I just don't have the money right now. Well, I'll tell you, the Beetle Lady's pretty. You got a buddy that does skulls. Yeah. Um, Beetle Lady's pretty awesome. She's like, it. For when I say Beetle Lady, people are listening. She uses these beetles that eat flesh. They're called dermistid beetles. Yeah. There you go. You yeah. would you would know that, and uh, they're pretty freaking clean. And it's better than boiling, in my opinion, because it all the cartilage is there. Like they are so gentle to the mm-hmm. skull, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really fantastic. But you have to still boil it to get the grease and everything out. I imagine. Yeah, 
No, I'm saying you do. Oh, okay. I mean, there yeah. might be some other way to do she, it. But the people she's, she says that what she does is way more gentle than just just throwing in a boiler and everything else. Yeah. And she says when she does it, all the cartilage is, mm-hmm. is still there. Yeah, you'll see like when Chris does them, my buddy, uh, like when you get a bull or a deer back, they still got all the cartilage in their nostril. I mm-hmm. guess what would be nostrils mm-hmm. that you don't normally see. So it's not hollow in there. It's like this paper thin yeah. cartilage stuff. It's really yeah. cool. So he's doing it probably a similar way. He has beetles. Oh, he does? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, it, you don't really get that when you just throw them in a pot no. and do that. And no. So he still does. He still has to boil them, especially bear skulls. They're like really greasy yeah. skulls, yeah. oily. And so he like boils them with a like industrial grade degreaser and like some dish soap or something, and then whitens them for a week or something, and hmm. then they come out really good. Yeah. Well, you see my bull, yeah, and Chantel's bull. They yeah. both come out really good. I, I should have my bear back in next week. Okay. And uh, we'll measure them. And I got the paws in the back of my. Tr- <laughs> I've got my bear paws in the back of my truck. Just rotting Just back there? Just rotting back there. I need to go drop them off to her because she said she'd do all the paws for 20 bucks. Oh, nice. Like all of them. And then uh, that that sucker had some good paws on him, like yeah. claws. And, um, yeah, it was fantastic. And, and you know, I, me, I told James after I shot that thing, I'm like, you know, I'm about 80% freaking pumped and 20% sad. And that 80% is like, yeah, I filled a tag on a good bear. That 20% sucks because that giant – was right there but with those guys driving through the bottom like they did i doubt that big sucker would have come back out yeah so i think maybe made, another day yeah i think we made the right play and that that big guy's probably going to be out again yeah and it was a giant boar i won't throw numbers on it but he he had easily 100 pounds on the bear i shot yeah. so but um i want to talk about for folks that are listening and, and still have a tag um what we would personally still be doing what mm-hmm. i would be doing um <laughs> I've been posting a lot about when I see bears and stuff, so I'm, I probably sound more productive than I really truly am. I don't. I'm going to probably try. And, I'm going to pull back the reins a little bit because I don't want Garrett to be a bear god when I'm not. No, um, I'm not either. And but I I do think we got some things definitely figured out. And, yeah. And this time sure. of year, this time of year, if I go out, I'll see three or four bears a trip. Yeah. On average. Oh yeah. And I think most people who are getting after it do. Um, well, but, I think it's. Uh, I think most people who are have either done it enough and learned. And are informed of what to be looking for. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know everything about it, but like, yeah, I'm going to go out. I'm, it's not like I'm going to go out and be like, well, I hope I see a bear. It's just like, I'm going to go out and see a bear. I, I might yeah. not be able to shoot it, yeah. but I'm going to go see one for sure. And so I think, and you probably agree with me on this, like there's some areas we have dialed in. We're always going to see bears in the same spots. Like <laughs> every year I'd be like, oh yeah, no, yeah, I've seen that bear too. You're like, oh, there's this one, you know, yeah. color phase, maybe like 130 pounder over in this. I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that bear. Mm-hmm. So our last year, you yeah. know, so like we see the same bears. We hunt the same area. We hunt together. Yeah. But in all those areas, like things to note, and I'm just thinking of, I'll, I'll think of like four or five units that we see bears in. Things to note, um, water in the bottom. This time of year, 100%. Like if it's a wet unit, generally that's a good start. Um, I want to say like South faces help a little bit, but I don't really think. I don't pay attention to that. No, I I don't really. I used to also, I don't, I don't really think it matters that much. I think earlier in the season, it does matter because they're getting more sun. So they're getting growth faster first. Right. Yeah. So early in the season, but right now, like if you're, if you've got a, a nice warm day, um, literally something green with water and like look on on X and see where the creeks run or look mm-hmm. on base map or whatever you're using Google earth and like see where the creeks run and 
make sure you're picking out like a, a vantage point where you can see as much of the unit as you can, not just like, okay, well I could shoot from here, but maybe there's tall trees around the Creek cause they leave those uncut. Right. And there's tall trees. So you can only see half the unit, like go somewhere you could see the whole unit and then make your move. If you see a bear in the bottom, cause if you're a lot of bears I see are, are not out stuck in the middle of a unit. They're, right. they're within a hundred yards of a timber line, you know, top, uh, from the bottom of a unit up the side of a unit, like a hundred yards out of the timber line, it might be different for you, but I've seen a lot of bears and not a lot of them have been smack out in the middle of a unit. Yeah, been, I check the edges first. Yeah. Same here. And, um, you know, that, that the, hunting the fringes of the units first and then kind of working your way mm-hmm. into the middle of the unit is my glassing strategy. Same here. And then, um, another thing that, that I've really noticed this year and it's kind of funny cause since our little group got together last year for elk season, we are full disclosure. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to know, we'll tell each other. We we text each other spots, on X spots, yep. what we saw, how big, when, when we plan on going back. And we completely, I completely 100% trust this group of guys yep. not to screw me mm-hmm. and to be honest. And I'm totally the same. Yeah. And so this year we were all communicating when we saw bears and then we would tell each other exactly what we thought, how old the unit was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this year cliff systems, as always, as oh, always bluffs, bluffs, grassy bluffs. I even took a video of one and then I didn't post it. Well, and you're going to see them too. A lot of times in those bluffs to go with the water is like this time of year, mm-hmm. wherever there's bluffs, there's water, there's waters there. right there. And there's usually a lot of, um, bigger trees older trees around that too yeah i don't know I, I some notice... of them green green bluffy faces but with scrub around yeah, it yeah that too yeah um and i i find that in those little pockets right there they're pretty darn safe because a lot of times if you have a bluff system you're looking across a canyon mm-hmm. seven eight hundred yards thousand yards and they're usually pretty safe and there's a few spots up up um near where I live here and, and everybody goes there and everybody sees bears in there but mm-hmm. very rarely do they ever get shot um, but the one, two, three-year-old units this year mm-hmm. were killing it, like yep. absolutely killing it. And we saw probably 99% of our bears and units less than three years old. Yeah. And I don't know if that's got to do with, you, we're not spending a lot of time glassing bigger units that have pockets in them. Um, but if you were in, say, an eight or ten year old like dog hair type mm-hmm. of rebroad unit, like, and there's those pockets, like the bears are still going to come out and feed in those pockets. So oh, if yeah. you don't have a bunch of like nuked units around you, like you can still go look in those five, eight, ten year old units, and there's always going to be pockets in there where, you know, it was it was like rocky and and grassy, and they couldn't plant trees there. Right. Or you know, some elk got in and mowed down a bunch of those trees right when they were seedlings, and now there's openings in these units, and you're always like listen a lot too yeah you know if you're especially not everybody shoots a gun 500 yards like to a lot of people still that's long range quote unquote and like that's not ethical or whatever right but um if you if you shoot 250 yards with a 30 out six like you should be sitting there where you already got a setup if you're on top of a unit and a lot of times like you'll hear them before you see them oh yeah because they are not quiet creatures this sounds like a d8 coming through the woods like just crunching and mowing everything and they're heavy footed so yeah, a lot of times you hear them and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Those, those young units certainly seem to be good, but I don't know if it's correlated to the fact that I don't spend a lot of time glassing bigger units because we mm. have so many young units. I, I glass all the units that I can and it got to the point where I would glass a unit that would be like eight years old, you know, maybe uh 10 foot tall 
trees in it mm-hmm. or six foot tall trees in it, just perfect sized units. And I just wouldn't see bears, wouldn't see bears. And then I glass over next to it. There's a two year old unit. Oh, there's a bear. Mm-hmm. And that just happened too many times. And that happened to everybody in the group Yeah, too many times. And so uh, what we did is I started going on Onyx and I started pin dropping and then trying to create routes where I could just hit one to three year old units. Mm-hmm. And then it would be my bear. I mean, there was a couple nights in a row where I saw six bears. Yeah, It was just like, Boom, 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 boom. And then and none of the units older than four years old had bears in them. Huh. And every single one of the units that was barely had trees planted in it, we would see bears. So if you're if you're a guy that's got a tag that's been getting after it, maybe you've been seeing bears, maybe not. But if you, if you had literally one day mm-hmm. to go hunt, mm-hmm. what would be oh, – I flipped this around on you. Now I'm asking you questions. What like would be it. your tactic? What would you do – so say – What's today? Thursday. Say you were going hunting on Saturday. What would you do right now? What would you do tomorrow? And what would you do Saturday? That's a good. That's a good question. So what I would do, and, and I want to preface this: what I just said about the units is early season. Mm-hmm. It's not this time. Of, it is this time of year too, but I don't focus on those units this time of year as much. Right. I'll start focusing on the traditional reprodish, yep. taller. You know, mm-hmm. five to Shade. ten. Yeah. The 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 more grassy, brushy units. So I would keep hunting those those newer units, but I would still focus a lot more of my time on the on the, on the traditional. This is where a bear is going to be unit. Right. So if you're getting off work at six o'clock at night, I'm tonight, bombing. Yeah. You're getting off at work six o'clock at night tomorrow. Say so you can't hunt either of those nights, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you're you got the dad bod, but you got the kids too. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I got these two nights. Mm-hmm. Like map work. First off, what would you do? Say, what would you do? Say this podcast drops tomorrow morning. Okay. And you've got that night to plan out yeah. your route. What are you going to do on your map? I and you've got all day to hunt Saturday. I personally would do honeydews in the morning because I don't, I'm not going to waste my time. Yep. Uh, I, and make sure that, you know, the wife is taken care of and I've done everything and I'm a responsible spouse. I'm just talking about bear hunting, not morals. <laughs> and take care of all my shit in the morning because I'm not going to even probably see a bear. That's just me. And I've talked to other guys that are killers and they don't even go out in the mornings. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go straight up to where I think um, I, I where there's a lot of – there's a main line. There'll be a main line. And then I'm going to try and create a loop to where I think starting at 430, there's going to be bears out. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Um, the earliest I saw a bear out this year was 330, um, and that was super early. The bears, that, that sow that we saw the other night was 530. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go to ones if I want to see a bear. I'm going to hit units that are off the main line, so not off the main drag that people are just driving by all the time. And I'm going to try and find little obscure pockets that people aren't going to see unless they get out of the truck, unless they go on a little bit of a walk. So even if there is a main line, and you already hit on this, if there is a main line unit or a unit right off a main road, if you're not seeing that whole unit, there's a really good chance that there's a pocket that's holding bears Mm -hmm. in that unit, even though people are driving by it all the time. Exactly. I I don't know how many bears are killed right off the main roads just because somebody walked 200 yards away from the Well, lane. yeah, and there's like forks in the road and there might be a tree across it oh, yeah. on one of them. And literally yes. you could park at that tree, mm-hmm. walk down 50 yards and see a whole <laughs> different angle of that unit. Absolutely. So that's, if you got limited time, just think outside the box a little bit. Don't go park in the same spot you always park. Get out of your truck, glass mm-hmm. off one side, glass off the other side. Like maybe walk, you know, I, I, I don't know. If it's one of those, there's a skid road that you can maybe get a better vantage point from just 
park your rig and walk a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like I'm not saying go hike four miles down there, but just walk a little bit, like walk a hundred yards and you're going to see a totally different angle of that. For sure. And you look at these units and like, just for instance, you, you could range across and it's a thousand yards, but all you can see is 600 yards, but the trees are at a thousand. Well, there's 400 yards a unit on the other right. side of that ridge. So do what you got to do to walk over there and see that other 400 yards a unit because there's so much freaking ground that we don't look at and every year it blows my mind when i walk i look at the same things for the past five years and then i'm like i'm just gonna you know walk (laughs) down here a little ways and then i'm like holy crap this looks so good how did i never know this was here yeah i mean there's a there's a spot i was hunting all year this year um i hunted it i think six or eight days in a row trying to kill a big bear that was in there that got spooked out Mm. and uh, i kept driving by this spot and i knew there's a probably five acres worth of unit i couldn't see and no one else was, I guarantee you, no one else was hunting it because you had to get out and walk about 300 yards to go see that extra five acres. And it was just a big strip in the very bottom with a creek, no road, no nothing. And uh, I just knew right there, just that 300 yards of walking would produce a bear. And that's what honestly what I would do. Honestly, another thing I would do is I'd cover a lot more ground this year than sit. Um, the rut is on, mm-hmm. in my opinion. The rut is on, at least for that one sow. The boars are going to be covering more ground. They're going to probably be a little bit more aggressive. I I think they're going to be a little bit more stupider, so they're going to make a little bit more mistakes. More stupider? More stupider. You just contradicted yourself. They're going to be stupid. There you go. This time of year. More They'll stupider. be like a rut and buck. And this is all anecdotal and just my opinion, but I think that if you do see a boar, you can't just sit and watch it in glass. Mm-mm. You have to get on that thing because that sucker is going to be covering ground. Yeah. And, just uh, like a rotten buck, like well, you said. Well, like that bear I shot, he covered two or 300 yards in 10 minutes. Yep. And that's a lot for a bear. Mm-hmm. And James's bear didn't hang around. And he only was gone. You know, we only left him for half an hour and he was gone. Yeah. And so if you find a sow, you might sit on her. Don't spook her off. Uh, the bears are going to be in units and you're going to see them crossing the roads this time of year right in yeah. front of your truck. And, and just take, all I would do is probably not really change much, but I'd be more diligent. I wouldn't pull up as close to the units i'd start walking into them even mainline units park 100 yards before the timber line and then walk into that mainline unit mm-hmm. and you'll be shocked that i hey, do that a lot anyway yeah you know this time of year I, it's funny i the more i think I'm, I'm going to see a bear the more cautious i get yeah which is probably backwards you like start whispering in the truck you're like All yeah right, we gotta park right here yeah yeah, yeah. we're off the pavement you know kind of thing yeah. but um I don't really pay attention to south face, south south facing slopes, creek bottoms this time of year. The bears are out. If they're out, they're out, and they're covering a lot of ground. Um, the sows are just doing what sows do. They're just feeding. And if you have a good sow somewhere, and she doesn't have cubs, I would mark that and be back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do pay attention to bear shit. You will see a lot of bear shit on the side of roads eating that tall grass. Yeah. And that one sow that we spooked off. And I saw all that bear shit. All that bear shit was that week. Hmm. All of it. There was no old bear shit. It was all that week. So that makes me think she had just gone into estrus or whatever bear version of estrus is, heat. And that boar had been working her. So, yeah. (laughs) Whatever it may be. I don't know. I don't know, but I think Uh, Maybe I'll bring that up to the biologist that I talked. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I would do personally. Cover a a, a lot more Can you call that episode Bears and Heat? (laughs) If you want me to. Or it could be like a Broadway show. Like bears and heat. Well, I want the guy to actually record an episode with me. So yeah, bears and heat. I won't tell him any, Chambers production. I won't tell him any of this until after. Yeah, 
Hopefully he doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast. He's going to be like, this guy's an idiot. Well, what would you do if you still had a tag in your pocket and it's uh, um, fourth I, quarter? Fourth quarter, balls in my hand. Somehow I'm tall and handsome enough to be a quarterback. I would probably like if I didn't know the area. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about like no? If you if you oh just an area you hunt anyways. If you just, yeah, and you're and you're um, not seeing bears or something's going on and you're getting just, discouraged. Just like number one, just try to not be discouraged. Type. <laughs> like keep after it because like we've shot bears on the last day, last light in spring season when we weren't seeing bears, and then mm-hmm. you go out and see three or four in a day. Yeah, you know, um, like last year we got two shots in an hour and a half on the last day of season. Right. So it's like you can't just... I remember that. Yeah, yeah, you can't throw in the towel and be like, well, I haven't been seeing bears, and there's only eight days left, and I got to finish up. I got to mow the yard. Like, no, just go because the season's going to be over. You're going to have three months to mow the freaking yard. Right. Just like, just keep after it. Keep working hard. if If you're going to the right spots, you're doing the right thing, you're glassing and you're looking and you're hitting these areas that have grass in them and you're maybe you're not seeing bears but you're on bear sign like hunting comes down to time and place right like when we talk about luck it, it is right time l- right place right time right place and and you might be on a unit that's had a bear in it and whatever the moon does and all these things like you might just be there a half hour late or you you know like I'm not one that spends a lot of time in one unit unless I've seen a bear there. And I'm sure there's been times that I've glassed a unit, drove away from it, and within an hour, there's been a bear oh, pop yeah. out in it. So certainly if you can make a loop, don't make it like you're driving out to the end of something and you're done. You're And you're done. Yeah, hunt your way out. Hunt your way in and out. Don't be afraid to check the same things twice. Um, and like some places you can get a different view at a unit. You might be a mile away now, but like you drove close to it, you walked into it, you glassed it. Now you're down the road looking at another unit, but you can still see into that unit you were in a half hour ago. Glass that thing again. Don't just like, oh, I was there earlier, didn't see a bear. So many times I've been I've done that. Like mm. driven past and then you know you know what I'm talking about. There's places exactly. you can see a different unit and you look back on it, the same one. Yep. You're like, son of a biscuit, just, there's a bear in there. Like so. James, like James and I. We yeah. were, were in the bottom of that unit. 25 minutes earlier. Yeah. So my advice is not scientific. It's not like, well, look for this, look for that, look for this. It's just like... (laughs) If you're not seeing bears this time of year, something's going on. I say just keep after it, man. If you you know there's bears in the area. If 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 you've hunted these places before and there's been bears in it, like just keep grinding because you're not gonna you're not going to shoot one with a crappy attitude, like straight up. If you're not putting your heart into it and you're not trying, if you're just going through the motions, you might shoot one. But if you're actually trying and and if you think like, well, maybe I should go over there and look at that. And then you don't, you're going to regret it. I noticed that. Like when I push myself to go do something that I really don't feel like doing, Mm -hmm. that's when I see something. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Well, not every time. It's like you're rewarded. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm always like, yeah, yeah. And you could go back to elk and you can go back to deer and all this stuff. But like last day of deer season, last morning, last year, I'm like, oh, dude, I don't want to go hike into this spot. <laughs> Me and my buddy Cody go in there and shoot a buck by 9 a.m. Like, okay, last day. Perfect. Hadn't seen a buck in like a week. And it's just one of those things. You just like, 
I know this area holds deer, but it's sucky and it's steep. And we yeah. got to hike in there because it's gated. You got to hike in there a couple miles just to get to where we want to go. And yeah, and then it works out. So just don't, don't freaking give up. Yeah, don't give up. And this is, I mean, literally I see 50% of my bears and I'm not exaggerating in the last two and a half, three weeks of yeah. season. I mean, maybe even the last two weeks of season. I'd say last two weeks. I'll see fifty percent of my bears in the spring. Yeah, you know. So we're talking maybe in the last two weeks, I'll see twenty or thirty bears. Because the hot, hot heat cycle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that. It's that heat cycle. Those it's extras. Sows in heat. So <laughs> that's my advice. And yeah. obviously, you could take what my advice with a grain of salt because grain of salt, grain of sand. Yeah, either way. I don't know. I what like the salt. Is. I like salt. Yeah, so. you're salty. So take my advice with a grain of salt because apparently I'm just lucky and shot a bear on the second day. But well, Shelby still got a tag. I think I need to take her back out. Yeah. And um, so I'll be taking my own advice. We're gonna be hitting areas that yeah. we've already been hitting, seeing bears. And if you've been seeing bears in a spot, I guarantee you they're probably still there. Yeah. You just know. go back and keep trying. Yeah. So. Well, I, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode. Thanks for coming on the show, man. I yeah, appreciate dude. it. Yeah, first time. You're supposed to come on last night and you flagged, and I'll, I'll forgive it. Thank I guess. you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Well, you guys have a good one, and we'll see you on the next one. All right, guys, that's this episode of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't yet, leave a five-star review if you think we've earned it on iTunes. That's the best place to do it, and that helps the podcast get found, get discovered. And uh, if you leave a comment, it's always appreciated so I know what you like about the podcast, and uh, I can start hitting and catering um, those good comments and try and get more of that content that you like. Outside of that, appreciate your listening, and I will see you on the next one. Bye.